What is up? Coming to you live from the Cat House in Montebello, California. It's time, it's time, it's time for Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast, the Monday edition. The, the 21st night of September edition. It's episode 192. And for once, we have a lot of things. I, I did not have to work hard to find things to talk about on today's episode. It, well, a lot of things happened in the nerd world in the last week. I feel like I should probably go chronologically because, hell, I woke up this morning and there was a giant thing that happened in video games. But we're going to talk about the giant thing in video games that happened last week. So, in last week's episode, we talked about how the Xbox, uh, Microsoft announced the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S and their Xbox Series cars. Uh, no, it's not cars. It's a game system that looks like a speaker. Uh, so they made their announcements, which... Uh, in the game of chess between Sony and Microsoft, that, that that meant it was Sony's turn at the chess table. And they made their big announcements last week. They showed a lot of games. They showed a bunch of stuff coming out for the PlayStation 5. Uh, honestly, it was a lot of trailers they'd already shown earlier in the year. Uh, but they showed one new trailer. They showed Final Fantasy 16 for the PlayStation 5. And then, at the very end of their presentation, they, well, they also announced that PlayStation Plus is getting a a very similar service like at Microsoft Game Pass or Xbox Game Pass or they're going to let people who have PlayStation Plus or if you subscribe to PlayStation Plus you'll be able to download a bunch of old PS4 games uh, I think I saw an official list I didn't get a chance to grab that list or read it off but uh, needless to say it's a lot of older PlayStation 4 games from the first few years of the PS4 that you'll be able to download and play so uh, that sounds like it's incentive for people who were not on board of PlayStation. I, I saw a lot of sour grapes nerds going, oh, well, that's a lot of games I already have. Well, you know what? Then that service is not for you. <laughs> not all backwards compatibility is for everyone. But it's for people who haven't didn't play those games. Uh, it's like, I, I don't go on Netflix like, I already watched those movies in the theater. You know, that, that people like to complain just for the sake of complaining. But of course, at the very end of their presentation, Sony made their big announcement. Everyone was waiting what was Sony going to do? I was personally very concerned. I thought Sony was going to be super arrogant Sony because, you know, PlayStation 2 dominated way back in the days from 2000 to 2005 or actually 2006 because it was in 06 till the PS3 came out. And then they arrogantly thought we can put whatever price we want on the PlayStation 3. We can do whatever we want to PlayStation 3. It doesn't matter. We're the dominant brand in video games. And they came out at $600 in 2006 and a weird system that was hard to develop for, and the Xbox 360 kicked its ass. And thankfully, uh, Xbox tripped all over themselves with the Xbox One, and Sony was able to retake market lead with PS4, So, which led me to think, would Sony error again? Would they again think, oh, well, we're the position of power, we must strike? No, they, they did not quote-unquote strike. They came out and held serve. They announced their, the PlayStation 5, it's going to be the same price as the Xbox Series X. $500. $499.99 is going to be the price for that PlayStation 5. And then they, of course, uh, they announced a digital version of that. Because, like, as we keep talking about every week, this this the, the digital future that we kind of want to avoid, but uh, we are desperately racing towards for the sake of uh, profitability. They announced a digital PlayStation 5 for, for $400. Which is very interesting because it's, it's basically all the same components of the PS5. Unlike that Xbox Series S that was announced last week, that the digital version for Microsoft is not as powerful as their upgrade model. In, in the case of the 
PS5, it's basically the same thing, but without the disk drive, which uh, a lot of people were speculating, they're going to lose a lot of money on this digital version. If, if it's all it's missing is a disk drive, and they're selling it for $100 less, uh, that's a that's a very uh, dicey prospect. But of course, the, the main goal Sony has with this digital-only system is that you're going to buy all your games digitally directly from Sony, which is much more profitable for Sony at the end of the day. So it, it's a it's a short-term loss for long-term games. But the, after they announced the, the, the release date and the price, uh, uh, pre-orders were going to be happening at a later date. But apparently, some uh, retailers said, fuck it. I don't know if they had their, uh, their pre-order numbers early or if they had a... Just a hankering and be like, let's just start collecting money now. Because honestly, the the best part about pre-orders is for these corporations. Not, I mean, it helps us guarantee we get ours. But with these pre-orders, you're basically letting these corporations rent your money for free, and they can just stick it in the bank and gain interest on it. Uh, GameStop created an entire cottage industry on taking people's money uh, a year, a year and a half in advance, and just sitting on it and and collecting interest. On all your money, you know, he's like, put your five dollars down for this game that comes out in eighteen months. Okay, sure. Here you go. Here's my five bucks. And then also subversively, they were also hoping that there's a lot of people would forget about their pre-orders, especially back in the days. I don't know if, if you're still watching there, Mars. I saw you. You jumped in. Yeah, you you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, especially back in the old the olden days, the Wild West days of of GameStop, uh, where it's like, oh, it was all just paper credits. There was no computer back. I mean, there was a computer backup. But it was just one giant computer in uh, Grapevine, Texas that knew about all the pre-orders. But uh, if, if your pre-order money were to disappear from the store, it was gone. There was no, there was no uh, hope. If you lost your receipt, or if the store kept your receipt, there, there used to be some shady motherfuckers. Back when I worked in, uh, at GameStop, that would just say, yeah, if, if someone put down $50 on their Xbox 360 and didn't come back and collect it, and a certain amount of time, you just poof, disappear. Going to purchase something else. Uh, there's a lot of shady-ass employees. Uh, and I, and I, thankfully, I was responsible for firing a lot of these people. Well, as many as I could see. Because I, I, I am a man of truth and justice. Uh, if Jai was on here watching, I'm sure he'd be able to tell you the stories of the people who came from well, a particular other store they were stealing credits from the store and try to cash them out at our store, we'd be like, nah, take these stolen-ass credits somewhere else. I'm going to report your ass. Get out of here. And yeah, I, I, there was an assistant manager. So we had I, I straight-up reported her. I'm like, hey, this chick keeps stealing the credits from uh, store, store number blah, blah, blah. I mean, statue limitations. It was Pasadena. One of Pasadena stores was getting robbed, blind, by its own employees. And then, I don't know, then and the, the manager was really mad at me for getting... His, his, his attractive assistant manager who was stealing uh, fired. He was very unhappy with me for the rest of his life. And you'd think that kind of beef would just go away if I left in, uh, left GameStop. Nah, but that dude ended, ended up moving up and became a pain in my ass when I was a, a rep at Nintendo. So, hey. <laughs> Old grudges die hard, apparently. But it's okay. I embarrassed his ass several times when I was a Nintendo rep. Fun times. You see, I, I, I have to like jog my memory and do separate YouTube videos of Dre's Nintendo rep stories. So that, 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 that'd be a fun little series that, 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 where I tell ridiculous stories about life working at Nintendo. But enough about that. Back to my original point. Went off on a short Nintendo tangent there. 
a GameStop tangent that turned into a Nintendo tangent. That's like, that should be the description of this show. So, a lot of retailers decided, all right, like a GameStop, like Walmart, said, hey, we're taking pre-orders now, just in the, out, out of the blue. And you just saw nerds all over the internet losing their goddamn minds trying to pre-order the PS5. Uh, I, I saw a video, uh, Xavier Woods, gaming slash wrestling superstar. I think he's more known for video games than he's known for wrestling, but he, he kept posting uh, screenshots of him trying to purchase it from Best Buy. And then it, 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 the, the screen kept freezing and he's trying to refresh it. He's trying to get it back. It's like, no, no, come back. People trying to pre-order on Amazon, pre-order Walmart. Uh, then GameStop was very confusing. It's like, oh, we're not taking pre-orders yet. Or only some stores are taking pre-orders. And some stores had a dozen of the, of the hard drive version and a dozen, uh, a dozen of the disc version and, uh, and only two of the digital. Yeah, apparently that, that, I guess that's, that was the, uh, the breakdown it seems to be like kind of like an 80 80 20 or a 75 50 75 25 breakdown of the uh of a the 500 version to the 400 version if you want to get a digital one you know, there's very few of them apparently available for pre-order it's very odd considering how, how much they're trying to push that but i guess they're, they're hedging their bets that on, on people wanting that digital one so it was pure chaos i saw for for 24 hours uh, nerds just losing it, trying to get their hands on it. See famous nerds getting mad, trying to pre-order. Uh, some, some of my coworkers, well, one of my coworkers, uh, he apparently got a couple of pre-orders down. He he he, he was uh, sitting feverishly at Frankenstein's. That 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 it was a Wednesday night. He was feverishly at Frankenstein's, on his phone, trying to secure a pre-order. Going on, I think he managed to get one at Amazon, and I think he I think he succeeded with Best Buy as well. So he, he has two pre-orders down. He has he has one primary pre-order and he has his backup pre-order just in case if, if Best Buy cancels because Best Buy will do that. Best Buy will be like, oh shit, we we, we over-promised and we're going to under-deliver. Sorry, people. We're just going to randomly choose who doesn't get a pre-order anymore and get their PS5 anymore. So that, that, that was the, 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 the pure chaos. And then uh, to, to rub salt in the wound, uh, Microsoft's uh, social media manager put out like, hey, guess what, everybody? Our pre-orders, we know how many they're going to have. Retailers can't pre-order until, actually, it's tomorrow. It's going to be uh, September 22nd is the start of Xbox Series X pre-orders. <laughs> uh, they're kind of just rubbing salt in their wounds. Like, hey, we're organized. Sony isn't. It's like, oof, slinging mud. It's, it's, a, it's 2005 all over again. <laughs> but, so Xbox, hey, but that, that wasn't the, the biggest thing they did. Was, I think... Over the weekend, I think Sony's uh, social media was like, "Oh, we're sorry. We're gonna, we're gonna have more pre-orders available soon. We're we're gonna deliver as many as we can." Yeah, in, in light of the pandemic, because these things, the components are made all over the world. Like we were talking about console component construction a week or two ago. This stuff is it, it's hard enough in under normal circumstances for a system launch to get enough quote unquote units because the uh, the demand is going to outweigh the supply and all. Uh, and all these launches, unless the the name of your system is the Wii U, you're you're gonna have a hard time finding a system at launch. Yeah, I just had to throw that dig at Nintendo. Uh, so Xbox did that, and Sony apologized. And they're gonna deliver more, but that's not the biggest thing Microsoft did. Uh, so I'm just gonna jump to that. Uh, this this morning, I, I woke up 
and uh, I, I I have like my little Apple news notifications. I you know I turn on my phone, and I see what uh, like Xbox purchase. Uh, I I don't know what the parent company's name is, but one of the, one of the bigger developers in, in video games, Bethesda. They're they're responsible for. Uh, Fallout. They're responsible for Doom. They're responsible for the Elder Scrolls and a, and a number of other uh, big titles that show up all over your, your regular Sony and play and, and Microsoft systems and also the PC. But it, it turns out uh, this morning they, they they purchased Bethesda for seven point five billion dollars with a B, and, and it, it was quite shocking. It was quite shocking and jarring to the gaming world. A lot of people really enjoy those Elder Scrolls games, Fallout games, uh, Doom. Like they 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 just brought back Doom from from the '90s and then created a really good game that sold very well. Uh, they, they they put out I don't know how Doom Eternal did. We didn't have it at work, but it was a very shocking. This uh, I I I compared this to how when, uh, back in uh, I forgot it was around 2000 or. When Microsoft swooped in and purchased Rareware or Rare Software from from under Nintendo's nose, well, Nintendo may have known something we didn't know. So Microsoft's like, "Oh, we're gonna buy this awesome game developer to exclusively make games for us." I don't know how much they paid back then, because at that point, and Nintendo owned forty nine percent stock or forty nine percent, however you want to. Like, my brain isn't working. They owned forty nine percent of Rare, but then they, they kind of gave it up, and then and Microsoft swooped in and bought it all. Like, oh, we'll we'll buy it all because Rare was like, hey, Nintendo, buy us completely. <laughs> We're for sale. And it sounds like, I mean, you gave us GoldenEye, gave us Don Kong Country, Don Kong sixty four, gave us a lot of really good games, Perfect Dark. Now we're gonna pass. We we don't want to purchase you. And and I, I guess in retrospect, it was probably the smart thing to do for Nintendo to let that go because. Uh, I I was discussing it with a coworker this morning. We're trying to I was trying to figure out like, huh, wh- what exactly did Rare do for Microsoft? I'm sorry, this is a relevant tangent. I'm sorry. And I I went through it all. Like they they did grab by the ghoulies for the original Xbox. They they did uh, Perfect Dark Zero for the Xbox 360. They did uh, Viva Pinata. They worked on Kinect Sports. They did a lot of that. They did a uh, uh, rare replay. They took a lot of the old stuff, a lot of their, a lot of their, the, the the good stuff in the catalog, and they put it on there. Uh, Killer Instinct that, that that did that did fine. Yeah, that's right. Thank thank you for mentioning that, John. I totally forgot that they had got the Killer Instinct IP, and uh, they, they, I think most re- and then I was saying, when have they done re- uh, they did Connect Sports Rivals, which apparently was a was a, according to according to what I read online was a flop, and then uh, they did uh, the last game that they made was Sea of Thieves. Which apparently did well commercially, but was not critically acclaimed. So it was funny. Like a lot of their games are usually critically acclaimed and financial flops, but apparently this one was the other way around. And, that, and that's the last we've heard of Rareware or Rare. And I bring that up because uh, I I wonder if this is just going to be another situation like that. Because uh, Bethesda, they're big developer. I mean. I, they, they purchased this entire media company. Apparently, they got a bunch of other games as well that fall under this umbrella. But we're, we're focusing on the on the big three franchises. Fallout, Doom, The Elder Scrolls. These are big games. I mean, hell, 
the the Elder Scrolls Skyrim has been put on so many systems. It was on PS3. It was on PS4. I expect it to show up on PS5 and Xbox One. Uh, that's what they do. They, they take this game with, with all the bugs. Uh, well, the best joke I heard this morning was like, oh, uh, Xbox paid $7.5 billion for, for Bethesda. Does that mean they paid a dollar per bug? Because their games are buggy as hell. Uh, and I cite uh, a different example. They, their, their last big release was uh, Fallout 76. And yeah, that game was an abject failure. Uh, by, by any a standard of measurement. That just a, a failure with a capital F. That you fall on your face and trip over yourself. Failure. Uh, uh, a, a very uh, a, a bad mark on their record. Uh, uh, JC Marquez says, Xbox just taking to say they bought the rights to my kids' names. Yeah, they're just buying up everything. That, that's what they do. <laughs> As one percent, Microsoft doesn't make exclusives. They just take them. <laughs> that, 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 that is also very true how uh, that works. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, you know, you have, a, you have a, I, I dare say, a kind of down on their luck Bethesda. They're, they're not as powerful as they were, uh, dare I say, last generation, even the last generation, even the generation before, when they were riding high with their, their Fallout Three and then Fallout Four on the current gens, or Elder Scrolls. Uh, <laughs> I hear my son laughing his ass off, and it just puts a smile on my face in the background. He is just. My, my son is just delightfully laughing. Baby laughs are the best thing in the world. I'm, I'm sure uh, all, all three of you watching with me right now, you guys, you guys are all dads. You know, you know what I'm talking about. I hear my little boy just giggling in the background. But back to the back to the point. But that's the I, I feel like they're not who they're not who they were five years ago, where they were on top of the world, creating high quality games that are selling by the millions. They're just cranking out. And, and if you go back and check out uh, some of my YouTube videos from last year's E3, I, I thought it was very curious because Bethesda has always been that, that booth at E3 where, oh, you can't go inside. It's for uh, the media only. The, the, their booth has always been just a monolith that you cannot enter. Only the, the special or the, the elite were allowed to enter that booth. And last year, their booth was very different. They they had their entire booth uh, accessible. I'm sure they still had their VIP area, but they had Doom Eternal, and they had a few other, Wolfenstein, and uh, some other other less prestigious franchises. As I, I guess they were trying to, I'm sure their, their parent company is like, Zenimax? I, I don't know. Today was the first day I learned that there was a parent company to Bethesda. I thought just Bethesda was in and of themselves a giant company but apparently are part of a larger media conglomerate and I, I thought that was very curious last year I was like oh Bethesda's really pushing all their other IPs uh, I'm sure maybe after the embarrassment of Fallout 76 it's a, a highly public you know flop and trying to show hey, hey we, we do other stuff too because I mean people don't get on Bethesda but it's like oh they, they take a long time to put out games you know Nintendo takes a lot of shit for you know like, oh you know, it, it takes them five years to make a Mario game. Yeah, that's because it's a good Mario game. It takes them five years to make a Zelda game. Yeah, because they put care, they carefully craft this amazing game that's going to be worth your $60 to play. And, and Bethesda, actually, they, well, 
they take their time to put the game out, but it still comes out like a roach motel with bugs and bugs and bugs throughout it. But usually the gameplay can can overcome the the bugginess and then all the early adopters having to be the, the beta testers. Oh, that was another joke I made with one of my coworkers today. Like, oh, maybe with all this Microsoft money, they can actually do real quality assurance and maybe ship a game with less than, oh, you know, a million bugs. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see what, what happens when Elder Scrolls Six comes out in 2024. I think that, that's a joke I stole from from frequent uh, viewer Iceberg, aka Kiet Fam. He was dropping that on our, on our friends in our little. Uh, we have we have a little gaming chat on, on on Facebook. Me and some of my my old my old Destiny buddies. We still keep in touch talking about gaming. And I know uh, our you know patron Art Solorio. And I saw Kalem uh, jumped on right there. Bushy. I don't know if you're still watching. And I saw you jumped in. Uh, I, I messaged them and as soon as I saw that Bethesda was purchased uh, I sent a message immediately because I know those two guys were the biggest Bethesda fans that I knew personally and I'm like hey what do you guys think about this because obviously the biggest question that comes from this not just the fact that they purchased this developer but these games normally come out on both PlayStation and Xbox what everyone was wondering does that mean that future iterations of Fallout and uh, Elder Scrolls and Doom are only going to be on Xbox? Well, logical people, like my boss said, no, no, that, that, that they, they, it would be stupid of them to uh, take those games and make them purely exclusive on Xbox. Because you don't pay $7.5 billion, even though, in the, in, the, in the words of my boss, I mean, $7.5 billion is nothing to Microsoft because they're worth trillions, apparently. But, yeah, you, you don't make stupid business decisions and not try to utilize these assets to the, to the best. I, my theory, and I'm sure this is similar to most other nerd theories, they're going to still put out your Fallouts, your Elder Scrolls, uh, and your, your, your Dooms on both systems, but there might be, I, I feel like there's going to be a bit of a delay. Like, oh, we're going to put out Elder Scrolls 6 on Xbox One or Xbox Series X first, and in like three to six months, it'll come out on PS5. Because they don't want to, you, you don't want to, cut off half the potential audience, half the potential buyers, people who want to purchase the game. You don't spend uh, $7.5 billion and, and immediately like, all right, we're going to exclude a shitload of people. Uh, especially when I'm sure Bethesda still wants to make games for other companies. Hey, they still want to make money at the end of the day. They, they, they purchased the, this developer. They're under the umbrella. But, uh, but it, 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 this is not unprecedented. At work, we just got in uh, Minecraft Dungeons. And uh, the the very curious thing, I, I probably should uh, put this up on my Instagram. You you see Minecraft Dungeons for PlayStation Four. You flip that thing in the back because on, on the back of a lot of modern games now, they tell you who the publisher is, and a little box in the back, a little box in the back of your PS Four games, it says who published this game. And you look at this PS Four game, Minecraft Dungeons. You flip it over, you look at the back, and it says published by Microsoft. <laughs> and you have a. The, the address in, in Redmond, Washington. You're like one Microsoft away in Redmond, Washington. And you're like, ha! Huh! I, I, my, my brother was very happily to point that out to me. Isn't this weird? Look at this. It's a PlayStation game published by Microsoft. So that's why this, this kind of stuff is not unprecedented. Uh, you know, Minecraft comes out for the Nintendo uh, Switch. It, it's weirdly a co-publishing adventure between Nintendo and Microsoft. 
it, 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 it comes in first party boxes that Nintendo uh, apparently helps foot the bill to put that on uh, put Minecraft on Switch so uh, uh, as everyone thinks oh a lot of assumptions that this these games would become exclusive to the Xbox brand no it, it, there's money to be had like in Minecraft and these money these games especially Elder Scrolls and Fallout if, if the next ones are hopefully good uh, I'm sure they're going to want to leverage them and put them on as many people's hands as possible and get as much money as they can, preferably digitally. I'm sure that's what Microsoft would love to just digitally sell these games and not physically. It's it just it was very very crazy, very crazy day. If if you're if you're a gamer today was just a very crazy day. If you're a gamer, I'm trying to like figure out when Sony's going to put out more PS5s. Getting ready to, uh, I don't know if the pre-orders for the Xbox Series X go, go live in three hours from now. If everyone's anticipating getting on freaking BestBuy.com or Amazon. Hey, it's it's wild. Uh, over the weekend, yeah, the, this past Friday, uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars came out. And it was just pure chaos. Well, at, at, at my work, we, we got our hands on a few thousand of them and we immediately turned them all around. We're just... As soon as they're coming in, they're going out. The day of the singular console is drawing nigh. Oh no! I, I think as long as Nintendo guards their money, there that that there won't be a singular console. And, but uh, as far as games being exclusive now, I think that that's where I think that's going away. The exclusivity of games because uh, it, it, it's starting to it's starting to wane because budgets are too high to restrict yourself to one console like. Uh, smaller independent games those can be more 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 exclusive I mean Sony I mean they have their franchises that, that, but they have to pay handsomely to, to create these games it's, it's not a it's not as simple as it was back in the ps1 and ps2 days where where game development was probably a fraction of what it costs and apparently I have poor wireless connection right when I finally have an audience well, I'm still recording the audio. Why do I have poor wireless connection? Please come back, phone. I don't want to have to redo this. Why do I keep running into problems every week? This is not fun. What the heck? Please reconnect. Come on. I'm not. Uh, I'm not live anymore. Uh -oh. Broadcast failed. Well, if you're listening to this audio version, you get to listen to me be frustrated about this. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter. Thank you for listening. Have yourself a good night.